there's something about reality TV that connects to us. I'm Vicki Zimmer, a recovering media researcher and reality TV fan, and you're listening to Reality TV Mirror. This episode is all about escapism. Escapism is multidimensional, escaping from our racing anxiety thoughts, escaping from our physical locations, escaping from our socioeconomic situations, even escaping from our social norms. Let's get into it. My name is Aisha. I am 38 and I live in Portland, Oregon. I think when you work in a profession that is cognitively intense, it helps to watch people perform such a silly lifestyle, like such a... What do you mean by silly? I need your definition of silly. Yeah, like when the deepest argument on the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac was whether or not one of the new characters, Mia, had vaginal rejuvenation or some sort of surgery on her clitoris. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest problem that these people were facing. Like, if that's your life, okay. Like, I, I don't, like, that's <laughs> a whole other world, you know? So in that point, it's like, it feels silly to me because what they've done is that, oh, we've, we're the type of characters who don't have to deal with regular people problems, right? We don't have to deal with a boss that, you know, micromanages us. We don't have to deal with this or that. We choose our problem. And my biggest problem right now is vaginal rejuvenation. Or my biggest problem right now is X or Y or Z, some other, yeah. It's like looking at the Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. You've satisfied all the bottom ones. You have your food, you have your housing, you have all of that. So now you're at the top and you just have this fluffy stuff to spend your days on. Yes. And they find themselves making up more rules for themselves because they've met all their other basic needs. So what they do is build new rules on top of the rules that other people have to satisfy. Like, oh, well, in order to approach me, you have to call me by this title. Like I am the grand dame. Or in order to even come Mm -hmm. into this circle, you have to have so many labels. You have to be wearing designer things. In order to come into this circle, you have to respect me in this X, you know, X, Y, Z. So they have their own rules of playing this game. When you are removed from some of these rules of life, we see different problems emerge. In that sense, reality shows can function as real-world simulations. So when we think about what we want to see if we could simulate real life and see how it plays out, it's kind of fun to see other people fail. But why? (laughs) I think it makes us feel better about our own dumpster fire lives. It can make us feel morally superior. We love to see villains and we love to see people fail. That is the type of things we want to see is just like, oh, these people kind of suck at times. Like, my name is Morgan. I am 28 years old and I'm located in Boston. Think of Southern Charm. That's why we love Thomas Ravenel. He was a treasure that got found with so much cocaine on him that it was charged as intent to distribute. And he's just a hot mess, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we love that because he's a villain and he's horrible and we love seeing that. And I think... Especially also for he comes from a really well-off family, is really well-positioned in the Mm -hmm. Charleston 
community and social scene. So it's really like how the mighty have fallen in a way. And there's something so satisfying about watching somebody on the top fall. Yeah. As not someone that like doesn't deserve it. Like it was sad when it was happening to Luann. But when it's Mm -hmm. happening to Thomas, he's like a horrible person. So it's it was okay to see, you know, like he's just like this chauvinistic, probably marginally racist ass that definitely has a coke and alcohol problem. And it was kind of fun to see that happen to him because he got what was coming to him. But like, honestly, none of these ladies really, I don't think they're really bad people. So it's like, we don't, we just want to see them be a hot mess. We don't want yeah. revenge on them or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm um, something I'm trying to unpack is why why am I so drawn to this drama of people I don't know? Because, Have you thought about this at all? Yeah, I think because one, I think like with the Kardashians, I think and I've talked to friends who feel this way, but like they have been through some shit. Like like they've been through stuff they don't deserve. Their dad died, you know, with Kanye's bipolar with Chloe getting cheated on, Lamar Odom almost dying, Scott Disick just being an asshole and now dating children. Like they've been through stuff and then they still like come out on top, you know? Like you kind of want them to win because they show you like you can go through some horrible things and like still get. So I think they're a bit different in this just you don't want them to fail. You don't want to see them do poorly like they they make you feel better like you can kind of get through things which is like insane to think that the kardashians do that for people but they do but i think these other shows like i think especially during covid reality tv took off because you could see them doing some of the things you wanted to do because the rest of them they're like just going out and getting drunk or like below deck you're seeing these people wasted on a yacht like going and you see the rich people side of it especially with below deck the rich people side of like the guests but then you see the poor side and you're still, there's a reason why they still show them like going out and getting drunk and things like that because it humanizes them and you can relate to them. And I think that especially with Below Deck, you're able to relate to them in a way. But also I think just with COVID, we couldn't leave our houses. We couldn't get out. So this was kind of a weird way of us getting out is like watching reality TV and watching them get out and go do things. Oh, totally. I had this weird mentality where I could watch something like Summer House or which is the show on Bravo where just a bunch of young people from New York City living in a house on the Hamptons for the summer and throwing parties and going to bars and stuff. So watching something that is nothing else interesting going on except for them hanging out and having parties. I could watch that. But if I tried to watch something like a travel show or Anthony Bourdain where he was going in the world... It would make me so sad and depressed. So there's sort of like this spectrum of like socialness Mm -hmm. you can watch from like, hey, this is something I would do regularly, like go to a bar, see friends, throw a dinner party to then these sort of more aspirational. Wow, I don't think I could do that. And I feel like a lot of reality TV is somewhere in the middle of like things I could plausibly do, but probably can't. And then there are ones like... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something where they're flying on private jets normally. And I'm like, wow, maybe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not like one day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I I can't watch the serious travel shows at all. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I think it's like, I think that you don't fully kind of get out of your own head with it. Like I, 
when I watch reality TV, I'll just kind of forget about anything that's going on in my life and that I'm anxious about. And with these, you still like think about things <laughs> with some of the more serious travel shows and things like that. Like you, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them that makes you not be able to like escape like you can with say the housewives or below deck or even Southern charm. And maybe it's like, what you're saying is that it's just so realistic and close to things that we'd be doing that it's easier to escape than something like, I don't know, Anthony Bourdain, where that's not necessarily something that I would be doing anytime soon. Yeah. But what you're saying is made me think about it. The difference between a more serious, like docu-series or chronological, not chronological, but if you look at travel shows that are, hey, you go to a place, this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. They're really showing almost every aspect of that journey from checking into a hotel. This is what the hotel is like. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for a taxi. Not just the fun um, aspects. Those, those, yeah, more of those sometimes. You can watch and you, you think of yourself in your own life of, oh, my gosh, when all my Ubers cancel on me mm -hmm. or waiting for the bus and you don't know how to speak the language and you can't figure out if you're going to get on the right bus or not. Like it feels stressful because you're seeing all the aspects of it. Yeah. But when you watch a reality show and they travel, it's like they pull up to the airport with all their bags. They sit in first class and then they're in a fancy hotel. Yeah. It's like someone like does skimming everything over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like skimming over the, the kind of annoying and frustrating parts of life. So you could just get to, it's like the highlight reel. Yeah. Like that's a really good point. Like you see, even the stressful things that you see, they're like at a nice dinner talking about them with like, like they're doing non-stressful things a lot of the time. And they just skim over the monotony of life that definitely does end up leading to anxiety. <laughs> okay. So life is complex. So why is reality TV so soothing? Life is absolutely complex. My name is Tamara Salibian, and I completed a PhD in media studies, and my background is in film and television. I went to film school, I worked in reality TV post-production, and I think reality television, in addition to oftentimes being aspirational and something to look up to, or frustrating, i.e. something to sort of snarl at, it can be an escape. Cultural products themselves are often a form of escapism to just dive into. And we can, I know, I can speak for myself. There are times where I just don't even want to think and I don't want to deal. So I'll just watch and watch and just follow these shows that some of them are great, some of them are total garbage. And it's that escape that I think can appeal to many people. Sometimes we think of reality TV as an escape but then at the same time, it's revealing issues and questions that appear in our daily lives as well. Maybe not in we're not living the way that, you know, what they're living in the competition. But what you're pointing to is day to day choices, decisions, moral conundrums that we may have to face. And so in that regard, it's a response to, oh, well, it's all fake or it's all scripted. But at the same time, it's so real because it's relatable in different ways. Absolutely. I think about there are a lot of reality dating shows that are starting to include money prizes and that kind of thing. I started to look at Love Island and then there's Too Hot to Handle. There are these really interesting send them send all the hot people to the beach and have them date each other. And then there's some sort of money at the end. 
I think that also speaks to this question of, especially too hot to handle, they have to choose between, because the premise is they think they're going to the island to be on a sort of hedonistic trip. They're just going to bang every, whoever they want. But when they get there, they're told that they cannot have any sort of sexual, physical interaction with their cast member, the fellow cast members, in order to win a money prize. And so this question comes up and they're constantly being challenged. I really want to kiss this person, but I will lose however many thousands of dollars off the final prize. And it's just, it's brilliant. But at the same time, it's what world, what escape is this? Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's my favorite genre of reality TV as my, my soothing thing, because the hot people go to the beach and try to make, try to win money. Yeah. Genre, because it's such a huge thing. And the people I found that enjoy it are so varied. It's so unrelatable to me in terms of, (laughs) wow, I don't look like that. And I never will look like that. So reflecting back on these conversations I've had, it really sounds like we're trying to escape from the decisions and rules of everyday life while finding people who make decisions similar to us or people that actually make the opposite decisions. And what's so fascinating is really seeing people succeed or fail within these rules or without these rules. So when we're talking about success or failure in these worlds, This is where the idea of the reality TV villain becomes really fascinating. They're either someone we love to hate or somebody who's popping the fantasy that we're creating by ruining our experience, by just being there. Somebody so aggravating to watch. And that's what I talked to Chelsea about a bit. Heads up that the audio in the next interview is not the best, and I'm working to make it better for the next episode. Thanks for the understanding. I'm Chelsea. I'm 31, and I reside in Somerville, Massachusetts. Why do you think we enjoy watching people's downfalls so much? Okay, do you watch The Bachelor? Oh, yeah, of course. Villains, every season, every season. There's a couple, one, two, 75, who knows? Villains. We love watching them lose. Somebody's got to lose for somebody to win. They can't all win. Somebody's got to lose. And, you know, you do, when you watch something like Nailed It, it's like very low stakes. You're not rooting for them to fail necessarily. You're rooting for them to, like, try and make something weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's more for like rooting for the spectacle versus success or failure. Right. Also, like, honestly, with The Bachelor and and with like the baking shows and stuff, there are people who I am rooting against and I'm like, get rid of this one. I'm over this person. Like, get them out of here. And why, like, why do we think we root for people to go away? Because I do it too. I think, uh, I think because we're delusional, because we think that for some reason we're qualified to judge, but really we're not. And the producers of these shows architect a storyline from the beginning that tells us who's going to go home early and who's not going to stick around. And they're not bad. They're not even bad at cooking or baking or whatever. We're just rooting for them to lose because the, the producers have like somewhat told us through certain cues that we now understand. Totally. That they're going to lose. And we know early because there's little things you pick up. You go, that person's getting a loser already. I'm not going to invest energy in them. So get out of the screen. I don't need you here anymore. Yeah. A lot of times people talk about the villain edit. Yeah. The villain edit is a big one too. Or especially on The Bachelor, people get the next Bachelor, Bachelorette edit. Like they're being positioned to become the favorite. 
that like drives me nuts because it's like very heavy handed. And I'm just like, can you at least pretend to not be manipulating me? I know. I wonder if I'm going to try to break this down. So stick with me for a second. Okay. But I wonder if all these things we're talking about. So we're talking about judging people's performance while we are not necessarily coming from a place to be appropriate subject matter experts and judge them. But still, we're saying this is good, this is bad. We're rooting Mm -hmm, for the spectacle. So we're also, even though we're saying this is good and bad, we're not hoping something good happens or hoping something bad. We just want something novel and exciting to watch. So with those two things in mind, I feel like those are the main elements of what forms the escape is that we actually feel authoritative (laughs) over what is happening. And also we're getting like these dopamine doses of like, ooh, that's interesting or that's so unlike my life. Wait, what so do you mean can, when you say feel authoritative? Like, do you think that we think we're we're impacting the outcome by watching it and by rooting for something specific? Not necessarily impacting it, but like, oh, like we actually know best. Oh, yeah. We know what is the I'm right so way smart. to act I, in this I situation. Know, I know who's going to win. Exactly. Or, you know, like, oh, they totally, they messed up. They should get fired. Like, I think yeah. of Below Deck when somebody does something yeah. really horrible, like, if you make nachos as a chef on Below Deck, you are going to get fired. That's I mean, matters. like, can you even imagine? Like, they're paying for a luxurious yeah. experience. And these aren't like good nachos, like loaded up, like you can get it. It will be like Doritos with cheddar cheese slices melted on top. But anyway, anytime you see that, it's like, I know what a luxurious yacht experience is supposed to be like because I've watched this show and you are not missing the mark. Therefore, I support you getting fired mr or mrs chef person so Mm -hmm. so like feeling that authority over the show and hoping for for the spectacle as part of that escape i wonder if then like when we really want somebody to go home is it because they're sort of ruining our experience of like watching this together like if there's somebody really annoying it's like you're ruining my yeah, Victoria on Mass season, like it got to the point where I was like, this isn't even fun. Like this person has like clearly has BPD. Like I'm not interested in watching her anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Or on Survivor, there's some people that just have such rampant uh sexist or racist tendencies where it's like, you are ruining my ability to fully enjoy the show. You need to leave. <laughs> you need to go because I can't watch you anymore, sir. But yeah. So all in all, escapism good. Annoying people on escapism shows bad. We love escaping from our stupid house in Massachusetts where it snows like crazy and watching dumb people in Hawaii not be able to solve a basic logic puzzle. Like, we love it. Want more? Subscribe. Subscribe. I had these conversations and these themes kept coming up as they connect to why we use reality to escape our own realities. There's something about being removed from certain constraints of normal life, like worrying about jobs or money, and then seeing people succeed and fail. But what do you think? Why do you escape? That concludes another episode of Reality TV Mirror. Don't forget to go to realitytvmirror.com, apply to be interviewed, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Bye!